Welcome friends. It's so good to have you joining us today. I'm really trusting that God is going to minister to you as we share together around His Word. And this is part four of our Rebuild series that my beautiful, amazing pastor, darling wife, started four weeks ago. And uh, we started in week one. Carol opened up with the foundation of God's desire and God's call to rebuild nations from Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4. And Isaiah 61 verse 4 is the foundational scripture. I'm going to touch on that again just before I open up what I'm going to share on. Week 2, many of you, I trust, were blessed by our Rebuild Conference where we had multiple speakers from all over Southern Africa sharing together and trusting that God's going to do a work in our entire Southern Africa region in rebuilding our nation, our society, our people, our churches. And then last week, my amazing wife shared on justice, racism, and the Good Samaritan. We all know what's going on in the world at the moment in the racial tensions that have just been brought back up to the fore. And uh, she did such a great job of navigating that and sharing what is a godly response from the church in a time like this. And I want to launch off of what Carol shared last week into today's topic, healing the heart of our nation. And this is no small topic, and I know that I am going to just trust God to do justice to it in the short time that we have together. I said I would touch again on the foundational scripture that we use as part of this rebuild series, and it comes from Isaiah 61 verse 4. I'm going to just read it to you. It'll come up on your screen there. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. And in rebuilding the ancient ruins, there are two other re's that Scripture talks about. That He will restore the places long devastated and renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. We are trusting God through this series that He's going to show us how to rebuild places that have been devastated. How to bring restoration where there's devastation, whether it's in your own heart, your own home, your family, your society, your community that you're in, or even in our nation. That He would then renew cities that have been ruined and devastated for generations. Multi-generational things handed down. I am trusting that God is going to turn things around for us and bring a restoration. I think we all recognize there are many places in our nation that require healing, that require rebuilding, restoring, renewing. And so I'm going to open in prayer and pray that God speaks to us through His Word today. So Father, we, we continue to bring our nation before You. I continue to bring this church before You, our people, their families, their homes, their, the communities and societies where they influence, where they live, where they operate. And I'm asking today that there would be a release from heaven. I'm asking for an anointing on the word that is shared today to impact our hearts and our homes, to impact our city, to impact our nation, that we truly would see you rebuilding. We truly would see you restoring and renewing the areas that the enemy has worked so hard, where he has come to bring devastation. We declare right now that what the enemy intended for evil, you, Lord, will turn for good. And we pray that in Jesus' name. I want to start what, what I want to share on today, looking at another scripture in 2 Chronicles 7.14. It's a scripture I've looked at quite a bit in our prayer sessions. I've alluded to it a few times, but it talks about this. We recognize that if there's going to be a rebuilding 
and a restoring and a renewing that there has to be a healing coming from heaven. Our land needs to be healed. And if we look at what's going on right now, I think we would agree that God needs to come and do a miracle in our nation. And he says in 2 Corinthians 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that is the Old Testament picture of repentance that we see right there. Then God says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I want to talk about how God wants to heal our land today. Carol, when she shared last week about the deep racial injustices that still exist and much of what is still going on around the world, protests erupting in cities in many nations around the world after the killing of George Floyd in the USA, bring into the surface so much racial tension that has been simmering under the surface for so long. And I was praying about this and I was asking God, God, what are you wanting me to share on and, and what are you doing? And I saw this incredible picture of God actually taking these huge carpets and I saw him ripping them up and pulling these carpets up. And, and it, it looked so interesting. And under it was like this, the seething mass of darkness. And I heard God say to me, I'm pulling up the carpets and exposing so much of what has been swept under the carpet for so many years. And I heard him say this to me. I heard him say that he's exposing this. And what has been simmering under the surface, not to bring more pain, but to release healing and restoration into the hearts of those who would recognize what he's doing and repent at this time. I want to encourage you. Don't shy away from what God's doing in this time. I want to encourage every single one of you to let him do a deep work in your own heart, in your own community, in your own family at this time. Don't shy away from partnering with what God is doing across the world just because it feels uncomfortable right now. These are not comfortable things to deal with. But I want to assure you that as we partner with heaven, that God can do something significant. You know, here in South Africa, we have coming up on Tuesday celebration of youth day and for those who are old enough or know enough youth day is not just celebrating the youth in our nation it is commemorating the Soweto uprising that took place on the 16th of june 1976. those of you old enough to remember that this was a peaceful demonstration led by school children in the heart of Soweto and they were fired upon with live ammunition by the apartheid police of the day. Heartbreaking. That was a turning point for our nation. Protests started to erupt all over the nation. There was a turning of other nations in the world to come to our assistance when they saw the brutality of what was taking place against youths who were protesting, demonstrating peacefully. These and other events like them, and there were many, have left deep wounds in the hearts of our nation that to this day have not been fully healed. And I really am trusting that we take the opportunity on Youth Day to say, God, even though the enemy is trying to deepen divides, we are calling on heaven to come and heal those divides that we would be more whole as a nation. That principle that I alluded to in Second Chronicles 7 when it talks about repentance, repentance is essential. It is a humbling of ourselves, a crying out to heaven, to say we want to turn from our wicked ways, whether it is us or even on behalf of the nation and the wicked deeds that have been done in our nation. 
Friends, I, I, I want to say this. As a white South African man, I unreservedly apologize and repent for the crimes committed under apartheid. I unreservedly repent and apologize for racism, for injustices perpetuated by white South African men in this nation. I hope you can hear that. I pray that God would hear from heaven, forgive our sin and heal our land. I really do know just the vision that Nelson Mandela had for our rainbow nation. That is not a vision of just one man. That is the vision of heaven. Revelation 7 verse 9, John is caught up in Revelation and, and he's seen what's taking place in heaven. And he says in verse 9, After this I saw before me a great multitude that no one could count. And they were there from every nation, tribe, people, and language before the throne. That word for nation used in Revelation is the Greek word ethnos. It's not talking about countries. It's talking about every ethnic group, every skin color, every tribe. And they were standing before the throne, worshiping the lamb. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands. I want to say to you, friends, this is the picture of heaven that God wants us to release on earth. Do you remember when the disciples said, Lord Jesus, teach us how to pray? He said, this is how you pray. You pray to your Father in heaven, and our prayer must be, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, in our hearts, in our nation, as it is in heaven. So if it is in heaven, every nation, every tribe, every ethnic group, every language, worshiping together side by side, dressed in robes, washed white by the blood of the Lamb, then we need to be praying, God, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. And friends, as I talk today about God's desire to heal the heart of our nation, it's not just racial injustices that God needs to heal. There's so many others. There's economic injustices leading to poverty for too many in our nation. Greed leading to corruption, lack of value for human life, the lawlessness, the, the domestic violence, abuse towards the most vulnerable children, women in our community. The list goes on. Will you trust with me? That as we as a church choose to humble ourselves, pray and seek God's face, turn from our wicked ways, repent that he's going to hear from heaven, forgive our sins and heal our land. You know, when we talk about repentance, the Old Testament word for repent means I'm walking in this direction and I recognize it as evil and I stop and I turn around and I face the other direction, walk in the other direction. That's the Old Testament principle of repentance. The New Testament word for repentance is substantially different and extremely important to understand. It literally means to change the way you think. It is the Greek word metanoeo. Now, whether you can pronounce that, spell it or not, it doesn't matter. But the, the truth is that Scripture makes it clear that the battle is in the mind. If we are going to be healed as individuals, as families, as a nation, then we have to be healed in our thinking. Romans 12 verse 2, you don't have to go Roman over there. You can see it right at the bottom of your screen, but it's a very popular verse that many people know. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Friends, this world has a way of thinking that only leads to heartache and more brokenness. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. In other words, if transformation is going to come, if the healing of our nation, if it's going to be rebuilt, renewed, restored, it's going to come by us renewing our minds. 
And he says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect and pleasing will. That means that most people in the world today have no idea what God's will is, how he created us. God created us to be healthy, to be in right relationship, to build multiculturally, to to build according to heaven's pattern of what it looks like to be healthy people, having healthy families and a healthy homeland. And so I want to say that as I go into today's teaching, that it is really the value systems and the belief systems that we choose to embrace that will determine whether we are healthy or broken. Uh, this is something I've learned, and I, I do a lot of ministry in healing people through traumas and helping people through various issues in counseling ministry. And I would say that this is a principle that has been reinforced over and over again, both through scripture and my experience. But to the extent that your core values and your beliefs line up with what heaven values and believes, to that extent we are whole and to that extent we are healthy. But to the extent that these are out of sync, to that extent we are broken. That's why Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We need to know truth. And a healed nation is a nation in which the people who influence that nation embrace and model what heaven values and what heaven believes. Releasing heaven's will, heaven's ways into every area of society that we can influence. God gives this to the church. My people who are called by my name. We as the church have the power and the authority to bring this healing. And so if I speak about how we heal a nation, I think you would agree with me that healing and restoration in a nation has to start with individuals because it's people who make up nations. It's people who make up society. And so today I want to say to you that if we are going to see a healed nation, that firstly, we must see healed hearts in individuals. Those healed hearts and individuals will lead to healed homes. And as our homes are healed and our families and our, our broader family circles are healed and restored, it leads to healed homeland. And so I want to say, can we trust God for these three? As I share today, that our hearts would be healed, that our homes would be healed, and then that would lead to a healed homeland. I want to focus mostly on healed hearts because that is where it all flows out of. You understand that if people are healed in their hearts, if people in their hearts value what heaven values, if we see others the way heaven sees them, that we in turn are going to change the environment and the atmosphere and uh, community that we're a part of, society that we're a part of. And Isaiah 61 verse 4 talks about the rebuilding of nations. But I want to say that Jesus reinforces what I'm wanting to share here on that verse 4 rests on the foundation of verses 1 to 3. Jesus, Carol shared this very well in her opening of this series. He opened up the scroll in Isaiah 61 and he said, this refers right now to me. And he said, this is how it goes. Verse 1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And right then he starts to describe what his ministry is, his primary ministry as the Messiah coming to earth to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, 
It's broken hearts that Jesus is after. To proclaim freedom for the captives. And he wasn't talking about people held captive by the Romans. He's talking about people held captive by the bondage in their own hearts and souls. Release from darkness for people who are imprisoned by dark thinking. Where our thoughts are permeated by lies from the world and the enemy. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to, uh, to comfort those who mourn, to provide for those who grieve, to bestow on them a crown instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of despair. Then he says they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, and they will go on to rebuild, restore, renew. So friends, reinforcing this whole understanding, if our nation is going to be healed, rebuilt, restored, renewed, it's got to start by your heart. Where are our hearts broken? Where are we in darkness? Where are we being held captive in bondage? Lord Jesus, would you heal our hearts? You know, we as a church have a vision and uh, a vision statement of what our mission is, what we trust in God to do. And our vision goes like this. We see lives community and society transformed. That's what we want to see. We want to see those things transformed. We don't want to pull away from society and community. We don't want to just build a little enclave that we are as Christians safe. We want to transform the world around us. And how do we do that? Through discipleship in the word, the presence and the power of God. You see, the way you disciple nations is by discipling individuals to embrace and model the belief and value system of heaven, to think, love, and live more like Jesus. As we do that and release that into our communities, that's where your families are, your friends, your extended family, and society. That is a place where you hold any form of influence or responsibility or authority. As we release it into those areas, it is changed and transformed to look more like heaven. It starts with me, it starts with you, it starts with us. I believe this is the commission on the church, is to take people who've been broken in broken homes and say, here, we'll be a family that represents the family of heaven to you. But not only that, we want to see your hearts restored so that you don't make the same mistakes. If I talk about beliefs and values, friends, something that we do in our training, I don't have time to go into it in detail, but there are three primary factors that influence what my belief system and my value system is. Now, let's, let's think about it as a big supercomputer. God created our minds, our brains, as probably the greatest supercomputer that you could ever imagine. And if our brains are a supercomputer, then the values and belief systems that you have programmed into your brain from a very young age is the operating system. And what I value and what I, my belief systems that I hold to is the basis on which my mind makes all the decisions that it makes on a daily basis. So if we are going to be transformed and healed, we need to say, God, I bring to you the things that are in my value system and my belief system from my early upbringing and I say to you, I lay them at the altar and I ask you to give me heaven's values, heaven's beliefs, heaven's truth to replace them. Three primary things that program your values and your belief system is your early environment. That is your family of origin, your culture. Friends, if your family of origin and your culture tells you something about other people, that does not line up with how God sees them, then you have to take that culture and that family of origin and what you were taught in it and say, I choose to let go of that to embrace the way God tells me to see people. 
So many cultures clashing and there's this clash of culture all over. We're not after protecting one or another's culture. We're after bringing heaven's culture down. And if there is anything you value or believe because of the culture or family of origin in which you were raised that does not line up with heaven, you need to say, Lord Jesus, give me the grace to let go of that and to choose the way you see it. The second factor that influences us is what I would call our early education. So you have your early environment, your early education. These are the things that we were first taught on a subject. If you were first taught things, it forms a very deep and entrenched pathway in the brain that takes a long time to break away from and reinforce new ways of thinking. Friends, there are old ways of thinking that I grew up with and they didn't just go away when I got saved. I have to constantly bring that to Jesus and say, my Lord and my God, I choose to be transformed by the renewing of my mind in these areas. That even if I was first taught and it was deeply ingrained in my upbringing, I see the way heaven sees it and I choose to say I let go of that and I receive heaven's beliefs. And then the third thing that impacts our values and our beliefs is the experiences we had growing up, particularly if they were impactful or traumatic events in our lives. And these feed into our belief system, which is, give you a definition, what I believe to be true, whether it's true or not. That's your belief system. Your value system is what I believe to be important. Friends, I want to encourage you. This is not a psychology training. I'm not going to go into as much detail as we do when we, when we talk about the human soul and how it operates. But I felt the Lord say this to me. I felt the Lord say, I am going to release a grace today to take the values and the belief systems that have been programmed into people's minds from birth that don't line up with mine. And I want to encourage you to let go of them. How do we do that? Well, we spoke about the three re's in two Chronicles, uh, uh, sorry, in Isaiah 61, rebuild, restore, renew. Well, one of the ways we do this is through five R's, five more re's, recognize. I want to encourage you to allow the Spirit of God to recognize areas in your heart and your mind where you're not thinking like heaven where you're not seeing other people the way heaven sees them and say it starts with recognition. This is one of the things I saw God doing by ripping up those carpets where stuff had been swept under them. If it's under the carpet, you don't recognize it. Would you say in your heart today, Lord Jesus, I give you the permission to expose wrong ways of thinking. Help me to recognize where my beliefs and values are out of sync with heavens. Because the extent that I have values and beliefs that don't line up with heaven, I am broken. So I choose to recognize where I don't line up with how heaven sees and thinks. And then I repent. Remember that word metanoia? It literally means to change the way you think. So then I say, Lord, I repent. I want to stop thinking that way. I recognize where I'm thinking wrong and I choose to embrace the way you think. Help me to reinforce that. Help that to become a way of life. Help it to become a habitual way of operating for me. And as I do that, the third R is so I renounce those old ways of thinking. I renounce the lies that I embraced. I renounce those false value systems. Renounce literally just means fall out of agreement. Choose to not go there anymore. Choose to not think or live like that anymore. And then the fourth R is then I rebuke any assignment of the enemy that I allow to operate in my life through faulty ways of thinking faulty ways of speaking, faulty ways of behaving. And I say, I take away the authority that the enemy has had in my life up to this day. And I cut off 
any assignment from Him that has operated in my family, in my home, and I choose today to build differently. I choose today to raise a family to think differently. And the fifth R is the most important, receive. Now I receive truth from Jesus. I receive His values. I receive His belief system. Lord, help me to see how you see. Help me to love like you live. Help me to think like you think. Help me to live like you live and release heaven's value system wherever I go. Friends, if you will do that, I assure you, it will impact your home and you will have a healed home. Most of us do not grow up in healed homes. I certainly didn't. I grew up in a home that, well, it was fairly abusive in many ways. I want to say this to you. Talking about healed homes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this message home right now. But healed hearts lead to healed homes, which will lead to a healed nation. If your hearts are healed, friends, your homes will be healed. Even when we do marriage counseling, we, we don't go into, well, how is your communication, etc. as the first port of call. We look at what are the wounds in your hearts? What are the lies in your hearts that have been triggered in this marriage and causing you to react in a way that isn't from heaven? I want to say this to you. The Bible makes it clear that family, the home, is the building block of society. We were designed to grow up in atmospheres and environments of unconditional love. From a mom and dad who loved each other and were faithful to each other. An extended family around us that, that built a loving, safe community and modeled a godly lifestyle representing the family of heaven. Not too many people have that today. In, in fact, I would say it's a rare few who had that. But I believe it's God's will to restore that in the home. I believe it's God's will that as He heals your heart, that He can heal your marriage. He can heal your relationship with your children or children, your relationship with your parents. As you allow God to put His value system and His belief system in your heart, we start to see everything differently and we start to build differently. I don't know what your home environment was like, but I want to say this to you. You do not have to perpetuate the mistakes of the past. You do not have to be worried about whether you can build a healthy family or not because you didn't have it modeled to you. Heaven will release its blueprint for a family model. And as we rebuild the family, as we say, God, would you build strong marriages? Would you cause us to be good parents who release not just discipline, but love and release it in an atmosphere that demonstrates how God loves us? There will come healing. We will raise a generation who are able to go so much further than us. And that will bring us to a place where our homeland is healed. And friends, let me say this in closing. Talking about a healed homeland. You don't need everyone in the nation to be born again and healed and transformed to see the nation transformed. But the Bible gives us these two principles. Firstly, that those of us who are whole... If we, as the righteous, get into more and more places of authority, more and more places of influence, and start to release those godly principles and practices for a healthy society, wherever we go, wherever we hold authority, wherever we have influence, we start to release the values of heaven. We start to transform the atmosphere of those places around us. That doesn't mean you have to take your Bible to work or wherever it is you influence and preach it means that you get wisdom from heaven to change structures in such a way that they represent heaven without people even knowing that you are, are trying to, you know, evangelize. Trust God for wisdom to release it wherever you go. And really, the Bible talks about this, that when, when the wicked rule, the people groan, but when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. We don't need all of the people in this nation to be born again and saved and righteous. But what we do need to be 
trust him for is that the righteous are the ones who will get into places of authority and influence. That the righteous ones will have their hearts healed and restored to see how heaven builds and be able to release that wherever we go. And then the second principle which we've touched on from 2 Chronicles 7 is that we as the church, we as God's people, we have authority. It doesn't say if the whole nation cries out to me. It says if my people who are called by my name. Friends, we have this power and authority to say, God, we're your people. We're called by your name. We're going to choose to humble ourselves. We're going to choose to repent on behalf of the sins of our nation. We're going to choose to pray and cry out to heaven that you would hear from heaven, that you would forgive the sins of our nation and that you would heal our land. So in summary, we want a healed nation. But a healed nation starts with healed hearts. Will you let God heal your heart? Will you let God remove the old ways of thinking from whatever pain you might have in your past, whatever wrong patterns were established to say, Lord, I lay down my values and my belief systems to say I want to receive heavens, that they would align with yours. Heal my heart. Heal our homes. Heal my marriage. If you're not married yet, trust God to heal your heart so you'll have a healthy marriage. Your relationship with your parents, parents to children. And then let us as a nation say, Lord, as you heal us, as you heal us as a church to say, we want to impact our nation. Every place I have influence. I can't impact the whole nation, but I can certainly impact the places of influence that you've given me. I'm going to start doing that. But I'm also going to say as one of your people who are called by your name, I'm going to be interceding for this nation. Because God truly, it wasn't just Mandela's vision for this nation. It was a vision that God placed on his heart, that Jesus spoke to him. It is God's will that we would have a nation where every tribe, language, ethnic group gathered together, linked arm in arm, united, bringing heaven to earth in Jesus' name. And we need to be doing these in increasing measure. So, Father, I pray for every person watching this right now. I bless them. I release an anointing from heaven to heal their hearts. I release an anointing from heaven to help them to recognize ways that you are ripping up the carpets to expose faulty beliefs, faulty values. And I speak right now to every heart and I say, would you let the Holy Spirit of God come in and heal you? We are meant to be led by the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would come and lead your people. Show them what heaven looks like. Show them the values, the beliefs, the principles, the blueprint of heaven that we can start and let that be a way of life for us. A way of life in the way we build our families going forward. A way of life in the way we influence every place that you've put us in this city, in this nation. That my Lord and my God, you will heal this nation. That you will restore it to the perfect destiny that you called us for. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take a quick opportunity before I hand over to my beautiful wife to wrap up and just announce something, is if you are watching this and you're not born again, you haven't given your life to Jesus, you don't know what the value system, the belief system, or the unconditional love of heaven feels like, you're not a part of that family, I want to give you an opportunity right now. And I want you in your heart to just pray this prayer with me. It starts with those five R's. Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am far from you. I recognize that I have sinned and lived life my own way. So right now, I choose to repent. I choose to turn from living life my way. And I want to think like you. I want you to fool me right now. 
I renounce and fall out of agreement with my old ways of living and doing it my own way. I I rebuke the hold of the enemy that I allowed in my life. And I choose right now to receive your forgiveness. I receive your presence. Holy Spirit, would you fill every single person praying this prayer right now. Let them receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Just pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. And I choose to make you Lord of my life right now. And I choose to live the rest of my days for you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please do sign up on the connect with us button. That's at the bottom of this video. You can click if you're watching with church online. You can click on the link that you want to give your life to God. And we will have people follow up with you and pray with you and give you some materials. Friends, let's go out there and trust God to heal us in our hearts, in our minds, to heal our families, to heal our homes and to heal our homeland. And don't underestimate what God can do when His people choose to rise up, obey Him, and do this. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing Sunday further. Celebrate Youth Day in a way that will bring unity and in a way that will cause our nation to go to a higher level. Enjoy.